Welcome to season four of the Be Your Own Kind podcast. I am so excited to share some new ideas and experiences with you and also introduce some more wonderful, fantastic people on the platform. Be sure to visit our site, www.beyourownkind.com to be able to keep up with the latest news and the latest blogs and content. Also, we have a Facebook community that involves giveaways, touch base, and exclusive deals. If you like the content, be sure to tip your girl Lamarcha T on Kofi, located at ko-fi.com backslash beyourownkind24. Thanks again for your continued support and enjoy the episode. Well, hello, gorgeous. How are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, pretty well. For those listening or watching, I am here uh, with Portia Spencer, who is going to um, enlighten us on branding and other things. So let's get into it. Um, I just want to first say how we met was kind of dope. Is I've been about like flowing in life. And so we're all sitting at Cooper Hall. And the funny thing is, Miss Michi, my media partner, she normally sits where I normally sit. She's one of those people that like to see everything. So if we had switched, I wouldn't even notice that you guys were, because I would be like, oh, they're, it's like she's more outgoing. Wow. So it was just funny how how we all met. We were at Cooper Talk, minding our own business with people that weren't there. And on top of that, you know, <laughs> you know, one of my friends, um, she's one, she's like, is she the CEO of Rebuild the Hood, right? Yes, she's the founder and the CEO, and she's one of my good friends too. Yeah, she's super dope. And so you're on the board of that, you know. Um, <laughs> now I, I'm just I'm just talking and talking, but <laughs> let people know what you do so I can put on. <laughs> yeah, so um, I am currently a brand style strategist, but um, my background is actually in fashion. I did everything from styling to visual merchandising. I worked retail. Um, I was a independent stylist at Nordstrom for a while. Um, I was, that's actually kind of how I segued into social media because one of my fashion clients, I was a brand ambassador for, and we would have meetings and events and stuff like that. And this is when Instagram was really just kind of first starting to kick off. And I'd be like, we gotta take pictures. We gotta get video, we gotta get this. And she was like, you're always thinking of that. Like, why don't you just like manage the social, which turned into me managing her marketing. And then she started referring me to other people. So I started doing um, social media management. And one of the companies she referred me to was Thank God It's Natural, TGIN. So I got to work there for close to three years and I learned so much. <laughs> and with that, um, I also learned, I got to wear different hats. Let me say that first of all. I started out doing TGIN's Instagram stories. And when I left there, I was managing the social team. I was the only person locally that worked on social. Everyone else was remote. I was managing the CEO's personal brand. So that included doing all of her email marketing, um, managing all of her social posts for Instagram, Facebook, writing her blog posts. <laughs> um, and then I was also doing the social media for the TGIN Foundation, helping with PR. I was doing pitches, like ordering props for segments on ABC7 and everything else. So with that, I got exposed to so many different things and it helped me kind of figure out what it was that I really wanted to hone in on. And so I've been doing brand strategy because it allows me to be analytical and creative, which I love. Nice, nice. So you you do this for real. Yeah. <laughs> you do this for real. Because I know a lot of people mention branding and I'm not even gonna lie. I'm one of the people that kind of misconstrue like 
um, branding for, you know, saying uh-huh. like, let's post. That's my brand, you know? Um, it, it's not <laughs> the fact that there's purple and pink everywhere. It's not the fact that it's the same font. Like that's actually branding. And I know a lot of people misconstrue a logo or just some random post is branding. So what you talk about? here, huh? I said, talk about that. Cause that's for real. Right. So what is actually branding? <laughs> Let the people that's, know. <laughs> that's a that's a, a wide range question. So okay. I usually explain to people is your brand is the sum of all things that you are, depending on if you're a business and you have a business brand or if you are just a person and you are your personal brand, how I approach those are a little bit different. But yes, it's your website. It's the font that you choose on the website. It's, you know, like you said, the colors and things like that. But a lot of people use the same color. So how can that be your brand identity when it's 40,000 people using that shade of pink? You have to have a point of differentiation within the brand. So it's also the tone. Like, what are your captions on social media? How do you speak to people when you're in person? I think one of the biggest things that separates what I do from other brand strategists is that I help people do what I call D2P or P2D, which is digital to personal or personal to digital. Because I found that people can show up in the digital space and you might have a professional do your website and your social, but then when they're in person, they fall flat. They don't know how to make that same connection and show up as all the people have been seeing you on Instagram and LinkedIn. But then when you go to a mar- an event, you you don't know how to talk to people. It's not that same thing. Or you get the people who are great in person, but their digital is not a fair representation of who they are. Now that's interesting because when I thought of branding, I only thought of digital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely the in-person. Like, like I said, I believe that everything that I've done has really helped me get to this point now because my fashion background helps me so much because I have clients who don't know how to dress for events. And so I can help them look like their best selves and show up. And that really helps you have more confidence when you, you know, got on a bomb outfit and your hair done. That is true. So you are in it for real. Mm-hmm. Wow. I get all the way in the business. I'm getting in your business, especially if it's a personal brand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about abundance and <laughs> you all over the place. <laughs> Because I'm a chronic complimenter and a natural cheerleader. And that really helps me because a lot of people come to me because they don't know what they want to do, especially my personal brand clients. So I'm really good at helping people find out what makes them shine, what makes them different and packaging that in a way where we can put it out, whether that's in person or on digital in a way where they feel like it's a good representation of them. Because a lot of us suffer from imposter syndrome or, you know, just not really knowing if we're good at what we're doing. And sometimes you need somebody to just kind of, like I said, be your cheerleader. Like, no, you do this. Let me help you package it in a way where it makes sense. Because you might have a thousand ideas in your head and just need somebody to help you streamline and put it out there where it makes sense to your audience. That makes sense. And I feel even even me, I can say within my brand, I, I try to go with some of the trends, but I don't want to lose my identity. So Ooh. how do you maintain that <laughs> your client's identity within the brand, within your branding strategy? I help them find them. Uh, well, that's actually one of the things that I talk to people about within the initial consultation. Um, I always say trends are temporary. We will hop on trends that make sense, but you can't do everything that's popping up because if it's not 
aligning with the brand, it it's not it's not going out there. When I was at TGIN, the Chris, uh, Christia Donaldson, who's the CEO, may she rest in peace. Um, I learned so much from her, but she nicknamed me the content snob because if it wasn't making sense and it wasn't aligning with the brand, I wasn't posting it. I don't care how cute the graphic is or like how much y'all like this video. If it doesn't have a purpose and we can't measure it because I need everything to be measurable. How do you have a return on investment if you don't know what the measurements are? Mm. Yeah, I don't even have, I don't even have anything to follow that with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and this is the like, pardon me the like not fun part of branding you know what I mean but yeah. it's fun for me but it's not always fun for my clients but I'm just like yo we got to do this work and have things make sense because otherwise like there's no method to the madness and then you just have madness and who's going to subscribe to that exactly exactly so it looks like you're also tasked with pushing people out of their comfort zone as well oh yeah I'm a pusher baby <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it. I love it. I enjoy it because getting people outside of their comfort zone helps them grow. That's true. And if and if they were look, this is what you were hired for to push them past their knowledge. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people feel, um, especially people that work alone, it's like a I don't always say I'm an employee of one, but I have like a million tasks. Sometimes when you're so used to doing everything yourself. You know, you kind of stuck in your ways and this and that. I don't need to hire anybody. I got this. But other people's perspectives are needed when you are an entrepreneur so you can stay fresh. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yes. you know, so I love I love that. Like, I've even had to learn it. Like, you can't do everything by yourself because because you're only you're only what is your li your limit is your your thought process. Right. So if you're not stretching and you're not exploring, then you're stuck right there. You know, some, so sometimes when you're stuck as an entrepreneur, I always say reach out to someone else and get another perspective. And so that's where um, you come in in people's business. So I think that's super dope. <laughs> and it's, it's a joy for me, honestly. Um, like I said, I really just feel like all of the things that I've done in my career history have led me up to this point. And it feels good like to be able to say like, this is what I'm good at. This is what I can confidently say that I can do almost in my sleep. And because I've mastered that, I've been able to help other people do the same. Because one thing that I feel like helps me is that I'm able to kind of read between the lines a little bit and hear what people aren't saying. I'm looking at body language when we're on a consultation, like, you know, just like I said, just kind of reading between the lines. And because oftentimes people say one thing, but they actually mean something else, or they, they think they want something, but then it, they really want something else. So I'm able to kind of piece it together and put together a brand style or a brand strategy that speaks to their truth versus what they actually think that it is. That makes a lot of sense to me. That makes a lot of sense. I'm glad. I was, I was like, I hope I'm making sense. No, that, that does make sense. It's like, okay, I have a purpose. Or I think this is my purpose. And I want to get to say a purpose. And then I speak to you and you're like, I hear what you're saying. But after listening to all your content and listening to this, what about this? What about that? You know? Oh. 
Um, Asking and, the right questions, listening to what people yeah. are saying. Somebody might come to me and say, oh, I wanna, you know, I'm a hairstylist and I want, I really wanna, you know, open my own salon. And so like, I start asking them questions and at the end of the conversation, we figure out that you really just wanna be a hair educator. You don't even wanna do hair anymore. Like, you know, like it's, you know, it, it, it often turns into something else. <laughs> yeah, I like that. You're actually discovering passions. Discover your passion and then package it up package it up so it makes sense, not just to you, but also to your audience. Cause sometimes I get people who do know what they want and do know what they want to do. They just don't know who their audience is. They've been doing it for two years and they don't know why they're not getting that return on their investment. And so it's like, well, you know, if you're trying to reach this type of person, like I get a lot of people and I'm probably gonna catch some flack for this, but I'll tell the truth to shame the devil, okay? So I get a lot of people who say like, okay, yeah, like I want to reach a wider demographic. I want my audience like to be really diverse. And then I go on their page and your logo is the black fist. And you know, you got the Martin font, you know, on the page. And it's just like, I am here for the culture. Absolutely. I love being black. If I got to choose, I wouldn't come back as anything else. However, if you are looking to reach a wider demographic, you sometimes gotta scale it back a little bit so you can actually connect with those people. You know what I mean? Like don't yeah. change who you are, be un unapologetic about who you are authentically. But when it comes from a marketing and a branding standpoint, you gotta think outside the box and think outside of yourself. Because if you're trying to reach someone who's not you, you have to think about what would attract those people. That makes a lot of sense. That make a lot of sense. And it's, um, I don't want to say it's a compromise who you are, but it, it is kind of compromising. And it's not who you if are, you're but. It's your audience. Like, if yeah. you're not your audience, then what do you do? You know what I mean? Like, because right. you can reverse it. Let's say it's somebody who's not someone who doesn't look like us, someone who's not a black person. And they're trying to reach us. They show up at the cookout and they got that bland potato salad and the meat ain't got no seat. Nobody's going to want to eat that. If you're trying to sell something to a certain group of people, you got to make sure it's attractive for them. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. So I, I feel like we've said a lot of uh, trials and missteps when branding the company. We have. Can, you, can you think of anything besides what we've already mentioned um, that could be a trip up when branding? Oh, it's really hard to pick because honestly, it's so many different things. Like something as simple as people who want to be online and they are on the wrong platforms. Like everybody feels like they need to be on TikTok right now, but you might not need to be on TikTok. That might not be where your audience is. Or, um, you know, like they didn't buy the domain name for their website. Or like I said, they show up to events and don't know how to talk to people or, you know, they're really introverted. Like there's just these little things that you can do to like kind of help combat whatever your um, your issue is. Because each person has something different. Like every one of my clients has a different issue. Like I might, ha I have one girl, she is amazing at what she does. She does like um, property investments and things like that. But she's a little more reserved when it comes to events. And so she's not, she knows her stuff, but she's not always comfortable speaking about it. So I've like helped her come up with like her elevator pitch and like little bullet points to keep in mind when she's doing interviews and just like, okay, here are your talking points. So like, even if you get tripped up a little bit, let's at least hit these three points. So you feel like this was a success. That, make, that makes a lot of sense. So you, you're pretty much strengthening weak points. 
mm-hmm. in certain areas. I like that. I like that. And it's not a one size fit all. Um, but that's not what's portrayed online. So when you go on YouTube University, <laughs> you go to they lie to y'all. I say this all the time, and I'm really happy that you brought that up. And I don't mean to cut you off, but I really need to get this up. Go ahead. Get it off your chest. Let me get it off your chest. <laughs> There's so many people who sell a dream when it comes to branding and marketing. And I always say, I could be making six, six seven figures if I didn't have a conscience, if I didn't have a moral compass. But I don't lie to people. I tell them the truth. I can't tell you how many times my friends have told me that they paid $100 or upwards to like $1,000 for a course. And then they've left it feeling like they got the same thing that was in the um, the ad for it or like something that that person had been posting already. They didn't really get what they had put in for it. And it's really disappointing that people, you know, are so, are so dreams like that. So like, I just show up authentically as myself and I don't offer standard packages. You have to book a consultation so I can figure out what's the best way for me to help you because it's not that, you know, cut and dry all the time. I could easily just sell packages just to make money, but that's not what I'm about. I genuinely want to help people streamline their brand and be successful. And you can't have that be a one size fit all. It doesn't work like that. I, yeah, you're right. And a lot of people are paying thousands. I mean, I, I read about that all the time or I'll get an email and I'm clicking the email. Hey, get this free thing. Next thing I know, they want me to sign up for a course. It's $2,000. And I'm like, oh my, like, you know, then that makes me feel like I really need to spend this money to get to where they're at. And I'm like, then it hits me like, you're rich because there are people like me that keep giving you $2,000 when you trip me up in it. So, and they don't um, I call it a marketing palindrome because you yeah. get the same thing that you came in with. It's, you know, it's just like the number 11 or 22. Like you get the same thing in and out. It's the palindrome. And it's really unfortunate that people try to take advantage of others like that. It, it, it's bothersome. And so, like I said, I could easily do that and be like out here. Y'all could see me on Facebook and Oprah and or maybe not Oprah. She don't even have a show anymore. But you can see me somewhere big. But I just don't feel like I'll get there in my own time. And I'm going to get there from a genuine, authentic place. Right. You're going to hold into your integrity. I like that. <laughs> Very integral. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So I uh, was snooping on your website and you have a branding ebook um, that's free to be downloaded, FYI, people. And I recognize Chrome, Grammarly, and Canva. First of all, Canva is everything to me. <laughs> well, I have something coming up with Canva very soon. Um, Canvaology, which is my Canva course, is going to be out. And y'all heard what I just said about courses and how I don't play that. So, like, if you sign up for this course, I know it's going to be great. That's exciting. I Because I, I love it. But then I see when other, like, when other people do it, I'm like, oh, you can do that. You can do that. And I can just play on that for fun. Like, that's everything. Because I thought that Photoshop was easy. And it is not. But then Canva came along. And I was just like, okay, this is more user friendly. Anyway, besides those three, or or this can be included in your answer. I can't tell you what to answer. But um, out of all of the tools that you listed on your free um, ebook, what are the top three that you recommend for brands to use? 
Ooh. Okay. So that's hard. One, because I don't remember everything I put in the book. <laughs> and two, because put, just picking three, I'm kind of going in my head about some of them. But um, I would say, um, I want to say Canva, but you called that one out already. <laughs> you can say that again. You can say that again. Okay. Wait, let me look. Let me look. Let me look and see your phone. Okay. I got the list. Ooh. Okay. Yes. So as far as like branding goes, you said? Mm-hmm. I would say um, InShot is Bay. InShot is Bay. There's so many different like editing programs, but they're always adding new things. I love doing video. We live in the era of video reels and TikToks. Like if you can get people to follow you on there and start building out an audience. And there's so much content that can be transformed into video content. For example, um, I do hashtag on Mondays we brand. I post that on LinkedIn, I post it on Twitter, but I also post this in my Instagram. And sometimes I just post like a screenshot of the LinkedIn or the tweet, but this week I switched it up and I did a reel and I just put like a screenshot of the content within there and made it a reel to get the views. So in shot, so many things with that. Um, I also would say PepperType is amazing. Um, one of my friends actually told me about this app at the beginning of the year, and I've been obsessed with it ever since. So for you guys who are not familiar with it, it's basically like a artificial intelligence app that can create copy for you. So you can literally go in there and get blog topic titles, or you can write your own, like, I use it a lot to do people's bios. So mm. somebody can send me a bio, and then I throw it in PepperType, and then they'll give you different versions of it with different copy and text. So you can pick the one that sounds the best. And then right. they have this whole feature where you can um, make it sound like somebody. So you can say, oh, okay, I want to take Renita's quote and I want it to sound like Oprah or I want it to sound like Cardi B or I want it to sound like Beyonce. And it'll give you different versions that sound like something that person would say. Wow, that is super dope. <laughs> so many different like things, like I said, blog titles, tweet ideas, updating copy, all types of things. So PepperType is one of my favorites. And then I would probably say Social Planner. Another friend told me about that one as well. But um, I love it because basically it's just like a lottery of content ideas. So if you're struggling on like what to post and you're not sure, um, you can go on there and it could say tweet something about what you did a year ago from today or do a vlog on a day in the life. It'll give you like content ideas basically. I love that. I'm gonna have to check those out. Okay. I'm gonna have to check those out. I like that. I was look, looking at the book and I'm like, I don't know what any of these. Well, that <laughs> makes me feel good because when you're in the industry and like you're, this is just like natural lingo. It's almost like a second language for me. Right. It can be hard to know what's helpful and what's not. So I'm glad that you only knew three and I'm, I, it actually is helpful to people. Yes. Yes. Most definitely. So we're going to get a little bit into um into your story but before we get into that um we're gonna just play a quick commercial from our sponsor better health and so we'll be right back everyone this episode is sponsored by better health people often think anxiety looks one way but it has many faces and many emotions that sometimes can be overwhelming and daunting i know about this feeling all too well because at a point i felt powerless to my emotions almost to the point of drowning in them so I decided to seek out a therapist to later learn that I have generalized anxiety disorder. If you have been experiencing the same feeling, please know that BetterHelp is here to help. 
BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You have the option of talking with a therapist in a private, online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in under 48 hours. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Then you will schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you get to exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. Thanks to therapy, I learned the tools that I needed to conquer my anxiety and over-obsessive thinking. I did it afraid, and I took that leap to talk with someone to later learn that it was going to be okay and that I was going to be okay. Please know that you can request a new therapist at no additional charge, anytime. Join the three million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And better yet, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com BYOK. That's betterhelp.com slash B-Y-O-K because you deserve it. All right, everyone, we're back with Miss Portia. And so she actually introduced a new concept to me that I never thought to look up until our interview, which is a phoenix rising. <laughs> so I would just have you explain that. And then I want to know what was that moment for you? So a phoenix rising moment is when you've kind of had a low point and it looks like you're down and out, but then you come back up rising even better than you were before. So um, I've had a lot of those in my life, <laughs> but I'm actually coming out of one right now. So um, this year has just been honestly crazy and things are really just kind of starting to turn around for um, the what feels like the first time in a long time like anything you can think of that happened to a person this year I feel like I experienced that um like I was um finalizing a divorce which was very expensive and having to deal with like the remnants of being financially attached to somebody and how that impacts what people don't tell you is like that stuff impacts your credit and you know like all of these things that you know I didn't realize I had quite a few disappointments <laughs> that took place. Um, but I feel like those things helped lead me to appreciate a lot of things that have happened um, that I was just kind of taking for granted. Like I'm moving currently. So like, I'm really excited to like, you know, kind of be in this new space and, you know, have my little corner of the world <laughs> back again and just get back into a routine, having access to like healthy foods, being able to have a peace of mind. Um, but I think one of the biggest things that has really helped me is really streamlining the people in my life. Like when you go through hard times, it really exposes who is a true friend, who is like really family and who's not. Because when I tell you my friends and my family, they showed out for me during this time. People who I wasn't even close to before have like come through for me in ways that I could have never imagined. And it taught me who have, I've always been a very independent person that it's okay to need people. I've always been very logical. So I've learned it's okay to have feelings. You just have to manage these things in a healthy way. 
And so now I feel like I'm like Portia 2.0, like this better version of myself because yeah, I always had the juice. I've always liked myself, but now I know how to handle bad situations. I know who's in my corner. I know how to manage my emotions. I know how to feel. I know how to grow. Like, and I know that no matter what happens, I'm always going to continue to get better. I love that. I love that. I love that. I don't even have anything after that. Like, I love that. I love the fact that you're just opening up to uncharted territory in a sense. Because, mm -hmm. baby, when I tell you, I hate, to, I used to hate feelings. I am not a feeler. <laughs> and I had no choice but to feel things. Like, you know what I mean? When you're going through tough times and you just don't know when things are going to let up, you feel. <laughs> and right. like, Normally, I'm able to just kind of toss things to the wayside and keep it moving. But like, I've learned that that's not always the healthiest way to manage things. And you you know, you want to feel things, you just don't want to stay there. You know, because right. I feel like you get people like me who just act like the feelings aren't there or you get the people who wallow in it. So I think it's important to have that happy medium and that little sweet spot where you feel it, but you're also growing from it. Exactly. Like, um, I've, I've practiced this throughout this year, especially like, okay, God, what is it that you want me to learn out of this? What's the lesson here? <laughs> I can't right. tell you God had that conversation. And I was what are you trying to teach me? I'm open, but I'm just, I, what? I, I'm not hearing you. <laughs> Especially when it feels like it's, it's, it's going in circles. Like, okay, this is a little sick. So like, I feel like I've seen this tree before. So what is it? What is it that you like, need this, to learn? God, did I do something to upset you? Because I'm sorry. Like, because this is feeling real personal right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I so many of those moments. But like I said, it really just kind of hindsight is 2020, but it also just really gave me revelation on myself, my crew, my goals, my purpose. And I'm excited to see what God continues to do in the future. I'm excited for you. I'm super excited for you. You have such a such a, an open energy. Like just just talking to you, it felt like we were old friends at Cooper Talk. Cause I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> that was so funny. That was so random. It <laughs> but was. I loved it. it actually happened because I was showing the waitress my new website and I wanted her to help me choose between the title card. And I think um, you guys saw, and you were like, what do y'all do? And we, me and my friend Nia, we were actually having a meeting there anyway. So I think we kind of just picked up that like we were all entrepreneurs and it worked out. It did, it did. I know Miss Sweetie was like, oh, they serious on the name. <laughs> me and Nia did not play any games. <laughs> yes, y'all were really serious. And we were like, so what do you do? <laughs> I know. I love her so bad. And I'm so glad that we got to um, connect with y'all. It was really God ordained. It's it beautiful. Yeah. I love things like that. And that's how I picture life to be. Just flow. Mm -hmm. How many things do we miss out on when we're so tunnel focused? Yeah. You got to be open. It's okay to be focused, but you have to kind of like keep the side mirrors <laughs> up and see what's going on around you. Yeah, most definitely. Like you said, that happened to me. So I love that. I love that. So here, here at BYOK, we have a signature question. If you could describe yourself in one word, what would it be and why? Ooh, huh. <laughs> I think, and I know this is a popular word right now, but if the shoe fits, 
authentic. I would say authentic because no matter where I am in life, no matter what is happening, I always try my best to be true to myself. I'm kind, I'm warm. I like to think that I'm pretty funny. I'm gonna make sure I look good and I smell good. <laughs> like that's just who I am. Like I, I, I care about those things. So I'm gonna always be myself in all circumstances. What I will do is restrict who gets access to me, but I'm not gonna change who I am because of anybody or because of anything. So I would say authentic because who I am is always going to be changing. We're always growing. We're always developing. So like in order for me to be my most authentic self, I have to be who I am within that moment because the portion that you're getting right now is probably not, you would have interviewed a totally different person at the beginning of the year or two months ago. Like everything is contributing to who I am now. So being my authentic self. I love that. I love that. Now, for the companies out there that need to be branded and need to be up the, a level, so to speak, how can they reach you? So you can find me on Instagram. I'm Rich Homie Portia, um, Rich underscore Homie underscore P O R C H E A. Or um, we have Couture Branding Suite. Just type that in on Google and we should pop up. Nice, love that. Funny story is, I asked her what her name was, guys, and it's clearly in her Instagram. That's okay. Then I tried to delete the message, but you're already telling. Listen, these notifications be notifying. You hear me? Yes, they do. I was like, oh, she saw it. No, it's okay. And it, it's okay. And like, my Instagram handle used to be my full name, which is Portia London. But uh -huh. like, then people be like, is it your middle name? Is it this? And so like, I just, just call me Portia. It's fine. I have two first names, but just call me Portia. <laughs> nice, nice. Anything else you want to add before we, we end? Um, I just want to say, if you guys are looking to work on your personal brand, if you don't hit me up, hit somebody up or your, you know, your business or what have you. Um, don't be so hard on yourself. This is very <laughs> intricate work. And if you've been doing it for a while, it's okay to go back to the drawing board. It's okay to start fresh. Nobody is doing this by themselves. It's, you know, sometimes you have to build out a team. So just be patient with yourself as you're growing your brand and everything really has a way of working together. Um, what you get out is what you put in. So if you've been putting a lot of work in, just know that your ROI is coming soon. Love that. Love that. So just be patient with the process, everyone. <laughs> yes. I hope that you guys have a better understanding of branding <laughs> and also um, allowing yourself the space and the I do. Yeah, a lot of people, like in my questionnaire, one thing I ask people to do is to send me um, so, some accounts that they follow, that they admire, that they're looking at. And so like sometimes when we put their stuff together, they're like, oh, but it doesn't look like this. And this person got this many views because I also will provide a competitive, competitive analysis for them on their competitors. And so they're always like, oh, this person's doing this. And I'm just like, that's Michael Phelps said, that's when we have to be tunnel vision and just pay attention to like how we're doing because yeah you can see what other people are doing but you don't want that to deter you and become like an, a, a point of anxiousness where you're not moving forward because the time you spend looking at what someone else is doing you could be putting that energy into yourself or your brand so you can develop exactly and, and i feel like the, the art of comparison is real big on social media 
because like you said, everybody tells a fantasy. They don't talk about when they actually started. They talked about when they started growing and increasing. Or, or they only talk about the bad part in hindsight. They don't tell you about it while they're going through it. They might talk about it and they give you the cliff notes of it. And they might not, they're not, you're not getting the full scope of the story. And so you might hear that this person was like, oh yeah, um, I changed my company name and you know, but that's not enough. You need, I want to hear about the times where like you couldn't come up with content or like you were trying to, you know, build your website yourself. Like all these different things take place and people don't always want to talk about this stuff. They want to pretty up the struggle and you can't always pretty up the struggle, but transparency, that's what helps us all bond and understand that we're not on our own. Right. Right. So, uh, so I, I like, I, I like to follow people that are actually growing and like, look, this gets hard sometimes. Look, content creating is something else. You know, those are the people that I follow. <laughs> no, like I always tell people, I'm so busy doing everybody else's brand. When it comes to mine, I struggle with it. Like that website I sent you, I have not posted it publicly anywhere because I keep wanting to revise it. I'm so hard on myself and I'm just like, I don't even know if I like this, if this looks good, that I love. Like, even as a professional, it's difficult for me. You know what I mean? Because yeah. when it's your baby, when it's your, your, your brand, you care differently. That's true. And And by the way, that was such a beautiful picture she showed y'all. So I do not understand why I stopped. <laughs> I'm telling you, the imposter syndrome is real. Sometimes, you know, everyone struggles with it on some yeah. level. Like when you have a public persona and like you're wanting people to trust you, you know, you just want to put yourself out there the right way. That is true. And what are ways that you combat imposter syndrome? Um, I keep. <laughs> So I'm, I'm, a, I'm I just, I love the Lord and God helps me. <laughs> me and Jesus are like this. Understandable. So, it talks about the definition of love in first Corinthians. And it talks about like how love doesn't keep a record of wrong. Mm -hmm. And so in order to love myself properly, I keep a record of right. I keep a record of all the things that I feel like I've done right. Like in my career, personal times where God has come through for me and I didn't know what was going to happen. And so I look to that often <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah. I, Cause I, sometimes you forget like, oh yeah, I forgot I used to do this. And I forgot I secured that brand partnership. And I forgot I helped this client with this, or I forgot that this is one of my favorite things about myself or that time where, you know, like I wasn't sure how I was going to do X, Y, Z, Z and like God made it happen. And when you read those types of things and it's like tangible and you can remember it and feel how you felt in that moment when you were ecstatic, you get to relive those feelings and remind yourself that, hey, things are going to be okay because they've been better than okay before. I love that. I love that. Records of rights. I love that. So I feel like it is so, like human nature is so quick to look at the lack. Mm -hmm. And really our blessings, our way, our way the bad in my opinion. Because I feel like we are somewhat immune to some some of the things that we do. Like, you know, a relationship with God is still a relationship nonetheless. And so like we say things like, thank you, God, for waking me up this morning. But like, how often do we actually take the time to sit in what that means? Mm. One of my old pastors used to say, do you guys know how many alarm clocks went off this morning and people did not wake up? 
And that always stuck with me because like I said, we've been hearing these things, those of us that have grown up in the church, like we hear those things like, God woke you up this morning and it becomes like second nature. It doesn't hit the same after a while. Right. I really try to spend time sitting in those moments and remembering like, this is such a blessing. I'm not on a ventilator. I don't have a trach in my throat. I can breathe and speak on my own. No one has to take me to the bathroom. No one has to feed me. I'm able to walk on my own. I'm able to drive. Like these are things I think we do on the regular and we just take it for granted. And so if you start there, that's a beautiful place to just kind of start like feeling more confident within yourself and your brand or your business or whatever, because at the end of the day, whether you have a business brand or a personal brand, everything comes back to you. Uh, and if you're not okay, none of the other stuff is gonna be okay. I love that. Cause I say that repetitively, no matter how many roadmaps or arrows or whatever, it all gonna end up pointing back. <laughs> when you change yourself, you change the world yes absolutely yeah love that. it's like changing like um i don't know if you've seen those light bulbs where like you can make the room the light bulb blue or pink or whatever like that changes the whole atmosphere right most definitely most definitely so you can never bypass you in anything that you do <laughs> be kind to yourself because like you said our natural response is to see the lack and our natural response is to kind of like be on the negative like i'm a peppy happy person but i have to work on it and i still have to work on it you know like it's not always easy but right. that positive right that that keeps me that keeps me in line for the most part and i'll be honest it doesn't always work out there's been a couple of days where i'm like i don't care <laughs> but for the most part it's usually a great place to start so if you're not doing that, you know, maybe you do something that you enjoy that's not work related or family related. You know, for me, that's always listening to music. I just got back into music lessons. So I'm learning how to sing again professionally. I'm learning how to uh, getting reacclimated with playing the piano. And that's something that I do just for myself. Not even a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people know now, but <laughs> up until this moment, there was like maybe a handful of people that knew that that was something that I just like to do for me. I don't get anything out of it. Nobody pays me right now, but it's it's enjoyable. I love that. I love that making space for yourself because I feel like I feel like a lot of things we do is attached to praise from other people or accolades from other people. But what do we do that is just sacred to us? That is a that is a word that you just spoke. That it's is a, a word. It's a lesson I had to learn because like I said, I got a divorce this year. And when you're 35 and all of your friends are either married or have significant others or they have kids or what have you, you're not really anybody else's priority. As much as my friends and my family love me, you know, if I'm hanging out with my girls and one of their kids gets sick, they gotta go. Or your husband call, you gotta go. So like, I'm not really anybody's priority, but then I was like, wait a minute, I'm my own priority. And that's not a bad thing. That's not a sad thing. That's not anything for me to like be upset about. That's a blessing. The only person I have to worry about right now is me. So I try to, my best to take good care of myself. And that includes making time for something that's not work related, that doesn't have anybody waiting on me to do anything. I can do it mostly at my own leisure and be able to just be, just be, you know? 
I love that. I love everything about what you're saying. I, I purposed this year, January 1st of this year, I said, I am going to be reacquainted with myself. And I'll tell anybody, this was probably one of the most difficult years for me, not in the sense of like low confidence. It was, it was hard for me to connect with me because I had forgotten so much about me. And mm -hmm. I spent a lot of a lot of years trying to connect with other people, trying to trying to, oh, I want to be close with this aunt, close with this friend, close with this, but it was I was so disconnected with me and I couldn't figure out like why can't I connect with people? Because part of me over there and a part of me was mm. over there, you know. And so this year it was it's like me sitting in a room with a stranger looking in the mirror like, I, you know, and so <laughs> I learned so many things about myself that shocked me and in a good way and i think some people some people don't i'll say speak for myself i didn't know how many wonderful things there was about me because i was so busy looking at things i needed to work on and i had that space with god like you said and god is like i'm like god show me what i made out of and mm -hmm. it was all strucking all strucking mm -hmm. like everything that i thought was a weakness was a strength. Like I wired you and made you this way because I knew life would be like blah, 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 blah. And that's how you got through that. Mm -hmm. You know, you've been looking outside of yourself for everything. When I have put everything in a safe place inside of you, I put it in there because it's sacred to you and no one can take it from you. And that was, it kind of gave me a little emotional because I'm, like you said, I the way I was January 1st, I'm not that way now. And it's only so many things that I can take or that I'll allow anymore. Because the only situations haven't changed, but what has changed is how I feel about myself. And now that I know and get comfortable with who I am, I don't play about me. Okay. <laughs> I don't that. play about me. <laughs> you have to be that way. Like, yeah. Whether it's just you or you have a whole family with six kids or whatever, you cannot play about yourself. Right. Cannot be anything to anybody else unless you are taken care of and it's nobody else's responsibility to take care of you but you. I'm glad that you, you know, kind of were able to come out of that situation and have that growth and development. It sucks in the, while it's happening. Yes. <laughs> but afterwards, like I said, hindsight is twenty twenty, and when you're able to like understand why things happened the way that they did and look back and be proud of yourself because you survived it, and now you're able to thrive. It's an amazing feeling. It is. And you have to leave yourself open to it as well. Mm -hmm. It's the it's the resistance, I think, that stops people. Ooh, baby, talk about it. I cannot tell you how many times, and you know Nicolia. <laughs> I've been on FaceTime with Nicolia, sobbing, sobbing. She's the only person I call when I'm crying. Sobbing. That's the right person, though, because she she's strong. She bad. <laughs> like Portia you need to feel she's like you can't keep sweeping this stuff under the rug you have to feel it that's why it keeps coming out like this like you need space to be able to process because if you have all of these things just kind of bottled up in you one you don't have room for anything else to like process but that's not how our bodies are designed we have to purge on a certain amount of like basis so we can make room for the newest thing to you know continue to grow yeah I agree, because we're a vessel. Our mind's a vessel, our spirit's a vessel, our our body is a vessel. So you're right, all vessels, they 
they reached their limit. <laughs> refill, you know, at some point. And like, let, you know, I think about it like a water bottle. Like, do you want, would you drink a water bottle from 1993? Maybe, maybe not, but you probably would prefer some fresh water, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like depending on where we at, we in the desert, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> right. But if you had your choice, are you going to go with this old water from the early 90s or are you going to allow yourself to have that that fresh moment? Like we, we deserve freshness. You, and I'm saying you as in not you and the listeners, you deserve to be the best version of yourself. You would be doing yourself a disservice to stunt your growth. It's not always going to be easy, but you owe it to the person, your future you. And that's something that I always say. I make decisions based on my future self, not just how I feel in the moment because feelings are fleeting. And you guys know, I don't really like feelings like that anyway. However, I try to think about how this is gonna impact me next year in two months and six months. How is this gonna impact my life? And you know, you can't always project for the future, but I try my best to think things through thoroughly because if you just operate from a place of current emotions, you often will turn up disappointed because you got to think about the long term. You're right. Man, you put a lot on our mind, Portia. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, we've been on for a little bit, but I didn't mind, but I'm yeah, happy. Sorry about that. I, I no, always go totally off subject. <laughs> it's fine. I was literally doing nothing. So. <laughs> yeah. I just talked to my mom and she's like, you have such a long day. And I'm just like, it's here, like whatever. So yeah, I enjoyed. I you did not do anything negative for me. I had a great time. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for gracing your presence on um, on the podcast today. You have shared some nuggets, and I don't know. I I feel encouraged. Like you, <laughs> you had an impact on me. <laughs> Amen. So I, I know that you've had an impact on the listeners. Um, basically, be look like she said. Be kind to yourself and let yourself off the hook and give it time whatever you're doing whether you're healing uh starting a business i don't care what it is give it time and until next time also remember to be kind to yourself and bye listeners <laughs>